So, I just wanted to do a, a podcast, a raw check-in podcast, um, and to kind of dive into some of the feelings I'm experiencing today, and spend a moment focusing on myself um, outside of, you know, caring for my children, and part of me wants to say like why do I need to do it on this but I've already thought about this and I've thought well in the years to come you know like if what I'm building manifests in the way that I'm setting it out to then I think it would be amazing to like be able to show people and that like there was a struggle like a daily struggle and um you know and to be able to show like ways that I've kind of got out of that and ways I've managed that um so yeah back to the daily struggle um I've had quite a big wound come up today around um basically feeling not good enough and feeling like unlovable and um yeah it's it's really painful it's a really painful wound it's been triggered you know um it's a historic wound it's a generational wound it's an ancestral wound that's been triggered it hasn't been caused as such by my external but it has definitely been triggered and i just think it's so important to go into the wound before we try and resolve the present tense issues because we don't want to project ancestral pain into present tense situations because then we end up responding to our present tense as if they are the original wound that needs to be for example say the original wound was um, abandonment by a parent or a loved one the anger that comes from that wound, the righteous anger that comes from that wound of feeling abandoned, because that's our human right to be cared for. So if we feel abandoned and we have that wound of abandonment, there's going to be so much anger that comes up in that. And like regarding the original wound, so if somebody then triggers me into an abandonment wound, I have to first look at the pain that's coming up that's not even like not even fully about the present tense situation and that's not to completely disregard the present tense situation from having any like that person from having any accountability or to discuss the pain with them it's just about not overdoing it with the pain towards them so if I was not to do this and someone triggers that abandonment wound in me when I tell them about the pain I'm feeling from what they've said they're going to feel such an intense pain that they're going to think they've done something really really bad but like actually we're all just being human and we're all trying to find our way in this world and it's not for me to try and make anyone feel like really, really bad about themselves. It's not what I want to do. I want to be able to work through my wounds so that even if I do feel hurt by something that somebody has said or done, 
I can respond in a compassionate way um, and in a way where we can kind of grow and not be knocked down by it. So, yeah, the original wound is so intense and it's like that abandonment wound is also, I feel like, um, it's... What's the word? It is multiplied in a way when I feel like as a parent because there's just so many times when I feel so abandoned by my community, by my family, when I'm trying to raise my children on my own a lot of the time and like that abandonment wound is kind of triggered every day (laughs) as it is Um, and it's like it's hard to even give it much attention because it's just like ongoing and I still feel, I guess, like I am being abandoned. I feel like it's not just an ancestral wound. I feel like it's something that I'm actually experiencing as a present tense, present tense, like, pain that's being caused. And, you know, there's there's, there's healing that can be done regarding past wounds. But if you're being physically beaten in the moment, like, that's not the time to start saying, like, I really need to heal this it's like no like some pain is being caused right now and that's not about healing because how can you heal something when it's being done over and over again so it's more about becoming resilient to the pain which is about finding like the coping strategies to deal with the pain um without lashing out basically um and that's what like this is to me this raw self-check-in is like it's a place for me to come to to release and then I can and it's other things as well but then I can go back into the environment that I've been triggered in without so much um anger and pain being directed um really like when that wound's coming up it's like how do I how do I get myself out of this state where I feel like no good to anyone basically I feel like I'm no good to anyone in this state like I feel like I'm just snappy and um like not patient I don't feel like I've got much to give right now and I remember like a friend said to me once, a sister, she said, it's when we feel like, when we're coming across as most, um, most irritable, that can actually be when we're like feeling safe enough to release and express the pain that we're feeling. And I thought that's amazing because so often when we're irritable, it's just taken personally by those that are around us. When actually, like, if you know the space can be held it could be like a space for like deep release if we can if we can feel safe enough and it's like maybe that's what I need right now is just to release you know and it's like oh my god how do I release when I feel so not in that emotion it's like I can feel the emotion in a way like I can see the story of the emotion in my head I can see why I feel the way I feel but I can't really feel like I feel like I can release what I'm feeling and then it's like okay why don't I feel like I can release what I'm feeling and it's almost like because 
maybe it's because that anger I feel regarding the abandonment is what I feel like will like ultimately like protect me from abandonment so it's like okay if I get angry at this situation if I hold on to pain about this situation I will be able to protect myself from it but I'm obviously here to remind myself that that's not how it works and being angry at the present tense situation and holding on to anger is not going to resolve anything it's just gonna if anything like create that even more that wound um and like yeah, it's just I just don't like feeling like I'm being taken for a fool and when I say that I mean like when someone doesn't see my worth it's like I feel the need to show them my worth like evidence here is my worth like can you not see and it's like no nay like that's not for me to do and if someone doesn't see my worth like um, and paints me out to be the problem in some kind of way or that's how I feel like what's being done is like I'm being made out to be the problem and like it's just for me to be like you know I don't have control over that like I don't have control over how I'm perceived I don't have control over that and all I can do is not see myself as the problem (laughs) like myself that's what I can do you know and take this as an invitation to like heal that wound of like seeing oneself as the problem and feeling like I need to like run away from myself or like drastically change myself in order to not be the problem when actually like if this hadn't happened if this trigger hadn't happened how would I be feeling right now like For one thing, I'd be feeling amazing because I just did a performance last night and it was just absolutely spectacular. It was spectacular. It was so spectacular. It was such an amazing experience and it was so validating to my truth of things that I've felt and said over the years being performed back to me by a band that I never even knew at the time. And just shows like so family man and they've asked us to come back and support at other events and it's just so exciting um and you know my poetry was rated by the band and like they're really up and coming and but they're also like totally aligned to my sole purpose so it was just like amazing man and like I had a good dance I had like talk about release I had a good dance man I feel like I can hear it in my voice. I feel like I feel like I sound like I've had a release. My voice just sounds soft. It sounds compassionate for me anyway. Like for myself, like I just feel yeah. Like I got to spend time with my friends, like some of my closest friends, and um, my family were there, and like you know they heard my poetry, and like they got to see that like me in in a different light to what I've been seen in for a long time by certain people and yeah like last night was massive (laughs) it was so massive and 
yeah I really enjoyed actually like as the more I learn my lyrics the more I learn my poems like the more I can get into actually enjoying the performance um yeah and I yeah it's just amazing to perform to people that I feel like were really sort of listening you know even if it was just a couple of people just intently watching it's like wow like what a privilege what an amazing privilege to be listened to in that way you know like something that again it's just a massive wound for me in terms of not being listened to so when I do experience being listened to in that way it's very meaningful very purposeful for me and um, and I think for them too, because at the end of the day, like if people aren't there to can't hear us in that moment, like they're just not there to hear us in that moment. That's okay because there's plenty of people that are, and then they might be able to hear us in another moment, and that's okay because there's times that I can't hear everything that someone else is saying, and you know that's okay. That's good boundaries and that. But when you're constantly like constantly faced with that feeling of not being listened to that's when it can feel like really quite traumatic you know like we just need to have a balance of like being heard and also like having boundaries as well and um yeah I feel like poetry really helps me feel heard man really does and um yeah like a lot's changed recently a lot has changed a lot has really changed you know both my children going to nursery for the first time is a big change because I've got more free time than I've ever had in my life (laughs) when I say that I mean like since the children were born because I've just been yeah it's just been I'm so I've never had them both in nursery like this and yeah like having that free time is really made an impact and then being part of this band like wow like and then this community that's coming from that is just wow and oh there just seems to be so much opportunity there right now to grab hold of and I'm so lucky I'm so privileged I'm so so blessed in so many ways but also like I've been through like fucking hell at the same time so like I still I'm still healing and I'm still fucked up in some ways because I'm still just dealing with a lot of trauma, man, and dealing with a lot of adversity, even in the present tense. You know, just raising children at this age is just so difficult, so difficult, and you're not supported very much on a day-to-day. So there's a lot of massive blessings and a lot of massive hardships still. Um, And, you know, yes, the hardships motivate you, that's the thing, they do do, they motivate you to get up and out of it, that hardship as much as you can and find the ways, you know, and like, it's not even like it's going to be perfect at any point anyway, like life's never going to be perfect as such, but I just want it to feel predominantly like safe for me and my children and that we can um feel connected to a closer community of support like that's what I really want and you know that might be a long pipe dream but sometimes we need a pipe dream to keep us going you know and 
simultaneously whilst wishing on a star I also you know work at the reality that I've got and I work within those realms too to um, press forward with what I've got basically and um, find you know an optimal way of being even in challenging circumstances you know it's not going to be perfect but it's better than it would be if I didn't try you know and it's that comparison thing isn't it sometimes like thinking like no matter how hard you try like there's a better something elsewhere and it's like well who's to say anyone's truly better who's to say really really Who's to say? Like, really, that's just down to the individuals, like, with my children. So to them to grow up and say, you know, like, this mum was a better mum than you, mum. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, in that sense, she was. Because it's about owning up to the parts of us that people are better at. Like, my kids might say, this part, this part of this person's better than you, mum. And I'll be like, I've got to accept that, children. But please also point out to me my strengths compared to other people (laughs) don't just point out where I'm like more like less strong than other people because I have strengths and I have things that I'm not as strong at you know and like it's hard to even be honest about what we're not as strong at when there's no one to even be strong at it for our children other than us so it's almost like we have to come into this like false sense of like do you know what I'm just I'm strong I'm strong at everything I have to be because ain't nobody here to be strong for me and with me so I've just got to be strong at everything in some kind of way (laughs) and we're not of course we're not like we're human we can't change overnight like that but at the same time like we have to kind of be in this sense that we have changed overnight like that because we want our children to have the best life. We want to be able to give them the strength of a village and a community. You know, so deeply. So deeply. Aunties, uncles. watching your children grow up without what you believe they deserve very very hard very painful and just really fucks with you man really fucks with you but what can I say this is the world we're in there's not many children that do grow up with everything they deserve to be honest and even if they do being part of this world is less than children deserve seeing the suffering that we have to witness is less than the children deserve because suffering, witnessing suffering is painful it is infuriating especially when you know suffering and you believe that suffering people don't deserve to suffer in that way So, the reality is, the world we're bringing our children into 
it's a very cruel world at times and we are trying to raise children that can find their way to keep themselves safe in this world emotionally mentally and physically safe that's what I want for my children and when I say safe it's not just about a comfort zone thing it's about mental and emotional well-being I guess this is where it breaches into what people might call spiritual well-being but it's also about being fulfilled it's one thing being safe but if you're safe and like lacking in purpose and like activity that fulfills you and makes you and gives you life and gives you smiles and laughs and a sense of this is what I came here for unless you experience that on a regular basis even a safe life can feel very unsafe mentally and emotionally spiritually if that's what we're going to call it you know fulfillment important and it's so not taught to be important at school where we're taught to focus on grades memorizing textbooks and answering questions to meet the criteria of the exam at what point are we asked does this make you happy doing this Does this make you fulfilled? Does this make you be a better person in this world? Because that's what it is, yeah? Like, when we're doing something that makes us happy and fulfilled, we are nicer to other people. (laughs) That's what it really comes down to. You know? Like, if we treat ourselves nicely by honouring what makes us happy and doing it, then we're nicer to other people. Because the way we treat ourselves is the way we treat others. So if we block ourselves from happiness and joy and doing things that make us happy, whatever that is, as long as it's not hurting anybody or violating anybody, it's not just about happiness. Sometimes it's about calm and soothing and comforting. Sometimes it's about giving ourselves quality time to reflect on whatever comes up. Sometimes it's about distracting ourselves from the overwhelming pressures of this world. Sometimes it's just nice to distract ourselves from that. And it's not always easy to do that by ourselves, you know. Just sat there on our own, in our own heads. With no, like, concept of a connection with anyone else be really difficult that's what this podcast gives me it gives me a perceived connection with else, with other with people that are benefiting from me doing this because again that is the reason, that is a driving force force that is the driving force of why we love ourselves so that we can love others 
and this is just like a instant thing of that because if I'm doing this to to come back to the frequency of love myself to come back to you know to give myself something of self-soothing self-care um self-reflection pulling the attention onto me away from my children you know and pulling my attention onto me by thinking of others that could benefit from me doing that you know because it's like I'm really ruled by what might what would benefit my children so part of me if I was just to sit here would just be like no just go to sleep because if you go to sleep you'll have more energy to deal with the children when they wake up but if I just if I'm just run on what would benefit my children in that sense of energy levels I don't get to experience just being in my own self-expression aside from being a mother Um, and that's what this podcast gives me it gives me some time for self-expression when I'm not being a mother and when I'm actually in conversation and communication with what I perceive would be adults and what I perceive would be able to relate to what I'm saying and relate to these parts of myself because my children obviously are amazing but they can't relate to all parts of me a lot of me goes unseen when I'm mothering a lot of me goes unseen I don't see parts of myself for days sometimes because I'm constantly just running around after the children being stressy, caring, nurturing mother, 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 mother and that's what I am in those moments and it's like but there's more to me than that and I need to see that I need to experience that because it feels fulfilling it feels I guess it's a form of self-acceptance and self-love because how can I feel self-love and self-acceptance when I feel like I'm neglecting parts of myself like parts of myself are not lovable and they're not seen heard and that they're neglected it's painful of me deserve to be seen, validated, loved, heard, given time and space and attention. (coughs) Bless me. (laughs) So on that note, I'm going to leave it there and take some inspiration from those words. And um, yeah. Thanks for checking in and I wish you the best. I wish you all the love unconditionally.